93.3 and AM 560. It is a full corruption. We need This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 93.3 KWTO and stream us on the 93.3 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO, an hour down, an hour to go over the weekend. House Republicans gathered in Branson, plotting out what's the next legislative session going to look like. One of the big conversations down there in Branson was, what are we going to do about the budget, both at veto session in September, and also, what's the budget going to look like next year? Joining us now on the phone, House Budget Chair and Southwest Missouri native, Cody Smith. Cody, welcome back to the show. Hello, sir. Thank you for having me. Glad to be with you today. We're starting a new tradition today. We're going to start with the question of the day instead of end with it. I'm going to throw you completely okay. off. Question of the day today. What is your back-to-school tradition? Back-to-school tradition. Well, for my son, and we just completed this for, I think it was the sixth year in the in a row, they have what's called a flag-raising ceremony at his school, and that's where the, the, the entire school goes out onto the front lawn where they have their flagpole and they ceremoniously raise the American flag and have a uh, little ceremony around that. And, uh, the, the under, uh, the, the seniors stand by and say hello to, to the all the under, underclassmen as they pass through. And it's quite a, quite a to do. And, and it's a really cool ceremony. Obviously, you know, love seeing the younger generation appreciate the American flag and their sense of patriotism and kind of incorporating that in the school. So that's, that's my back to school. I don't know if you had, if this was like, tradition. if this, this feels very much like politics 101 that we're going to rally around the flag for the question. <laughs> that was a very good answer. Very good answer. Thank right. you. For once I got your question of the day. <laughs> right. I think. Okay. Let's dive into house Republicans gather. First things first, You've got a constitutionally required veto session coming up next month. Governor Parson vetoed a lot of different budget and spending bills. What's the discussion? What's the tenor like at caucus about how you all want to handle these vetoes? Yeah, so as you said, we just finished our annual summer caucus in Branson last week. And we had a a robust conversation around the line item vetoes and kind of the state of the budget today. And so the governor, as you mentioned, made several line item vetoes of various projects, the House uh, this year, and, and in addition, you know, in addition to the Senate, uh, largely prioritized infrastructure, infrastructure projects uh, around public safety and transportation infrastructure. And several of those line items were vetoed. And our caucus, I think it's safe to say the general sense is that we have concerns around those line item vetoes, particularly around the issues of public safety and transportation infrastructure. Those were some of the things you know, I think you'd say the top two things we prioritized in the budget process this year. And some of those line item vetoes included a, a pay plan for the highway patrol. Uh, all state workers got a pay plan increase in the budget this year, but the Missouri House kind of led the way with investing in our state's police force aggressively by giving them an extra increase to their pay plan. Uh, we are losing highway patrolmen to other states and other law enforcement agencies around the country. We have a really great 
state police force and the highway patrol. We take a lot of pride in training them up and getting them out on the highways to keep our citizens safe. Uh, and that makes them prime targets for recruiting from other states. And so we've lost several of them to other states and, and various law enforcement agencies, sometimes federal law enforcement agencies. So it's clear that we need to invest very aggressively in our patrol to give them a competitive wage and keep them here as much as we can in addition to recruiting future patrolmen. So we have a little bit of a disagreement with the governor about how aggressively we should invest in the highway patrol. Um, our caucus, the Missouri House, feels very strongly that uh, we should increase uh, that more aggressively and keep them uh, in the state of Missouri working and keep them happy, pay them a competitive wage. So secondarily, uh, transportation infrastructure. We talked about this last time I was with you. Uh, we included a, a an appropriation to work on I-44 through Springfield, and that was one example of some other um, a long list of transportation infrastructure projects that the that the legislature funded this year. Uh, we've heard a lot about I-70, 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 the completion of I-70, the the uh, complete rebuilding of I-70, which is a great thing. But uh, we had also included transportation projects across the state, southwest Missouri, southeast Missouri, northeast, northwest. And the governor chose to veto some of those line items, including that one on I-44. Uh, we talked a lot about that one specifically. Uh, we've got, a, you know, certainly the southwest Missouri contingent is, is feels very strongly about I-44, particularly as it passes through southwest Missouri. And so I would say those are the two things that we we're talking most about, and we still have concerns about some of these line-on vetoes. As far as the the state of the budget, whether or not we can afford to uh, make these investments, I argue that now is the right time to do that. We have about a $2.7 billion general revenue surplus, which is unprecedented in the state's history. This is after all of our appropriations for this, this most recent budget cycle. And so we're talking, uh, the governor made about $500 million in line-on vetoes, uh, so we would still have a $2.2 billion surplus after that had those not been vetoed. But certainly on the transportation projects, the public safety stuff, I feel like it's very important that we invest in those now. What's the path like from, you know, now till veto session after that, the, the House members talk? Then what's the, do you go sit down with Senate Appropriations Chair? Do you compare notes? Because in years past, the House has been more willing to make make moves at veto session than the Senate. What's the path between now and veto session? Yeah, I think we feel, you know, we had the conversation on the on the Missouri House Republican side, and I think going forward we need to talk with our partners in this process. And that begins with the Missouri Senate. Obviously, your local Springfield senator is the chairman of the House Appropriations Committee, Senator Lincoln Huff. So I'm going to engage in a conversation with him about how he feels about these things. I know... Obviously, he agreed on the front end with the Highway Patrol pay plan and the transportation projects that we funded, particularly in southwest Missouri. And I suspect that he still feels like those are investments that we should make. Whether or not we should override the governor's veto could be a different question. I would let him, uh, you know, kind of tell you, how his, share his thoughts on that. But I, I will engage him in a conversation. Uh, additionally, you know, we do need to have a conversation with the governor and talk about if, if not now, then when does he propose that we work on some of these things and, and what are his thoughts around some of these vetoes more specifically and, and how you know, do we come back and address these things next session? Do we address them in an early supplemental budget bill next session or later in the process? Or uh, maybe, maybe he doesn't want to invest in these particular projects. But having that conversation, I think it's only fair to all the, all the parties involved 
but first things first, we wanted to have our have our talk in the House, build a consensus, which I think we have, and then go forward. So, yeah, we'll be talking with, with both the, the state Senate and the governor's office uh, and the governor over the next month or so before we go to veto session. Talk to us. As you, you know, obviously that's one track of what you're doing. The other track of what you're doing is beginning the process of looking at the financial, uh, you know, factors out there and the budget for next year. Because obviously the next legislative session is coming up. It's only a few months away. What's that look like right now? Yeah, that is certainly um, the next order of business is, is appropriating for the next fiscal year and we keep an eye on the budget as revenues come in throughout the year and keep track on obviously the economy and 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 we're constantly forecasting how we think things will go and the good news is that the economy has remained strong revenues have remained strong they have started to uh, plateau a little bit which is to be expected we had a couple years of unprecedented revenue growth in the state obviously uh, inflation and, and a good economy all contributed to those things but we started to see those revenue numbers started start to uh, flatten out a lot of flatten out a little bit which is which is to be expected uh, I mentioned before we still have a very large and unprecedented state surplus uh, in the Treasury we have some additional federal funds set aside to help us pay for expenses as we go uh, as we move forward so the good news is that the the budget is in good shape. We are probably in better shape than we ever have been as a state, and so our budget will be well-funded for the next couple years. In fact, as we head into the next legislative session, I feel secure enough in the budget forecasting to, to continue the conversation about tax cuts and tax reform, and I think those two things go hand-in-hand. Hand. Obviously, we, we want to make sure that we're funding all of our public safety, all of our transportation infrastructure, and all, all of our education in the state of Missouri. But the government shouldn't have more money than it needs. And, and anytime you start to accumulate a revenue surplus, you need to start to talk about tax cuts. And obviously, I, cut, I passed a bill last year that would have given $500 million back to taxpayers. Uh, the governor vetoed that bill and, and instead preferred a permanent tax cut. So we went back in special session last year, and it was my great honor to deliver what was called at the time the largest income tax cut in the state's history. And that was the permanent tax cut that the governor had called for and that will continue to pay dividends for taxpayers over the course of the next several years with a series of baked-in tax tax cut triggers. Uh, but still yet, we I think the conversation needs to continue. We have, uh, again, a lot of money in the Treasury. Perhaps we should consider a tax rebate that would get some of that money back to taxpayers in the short term without affecting long-term tax rates. Uh, I think that's a, a, a good solution here potentially to, um, again, make sure the, the budget is safeguarded but still provide tax relief to taxpayers. So I think those are the two things that, that we're talking about as we look at the budget. Is it in good shape? The answer is yes. Do we talk about tax reform? Again, for me, the answer is yes. Uh, what's that What's that conversation look like next year? Is you know, In your dual roles, both as a legislator and also as the budget chair, uh, the the conversation about tax reform what's the what's the tenor of the caucus on that in in January of 2024 yeah well i think the good news is you know republicans in the missouri house always are looking to cut taxes we want to keep taxes as low as possible and um we'll take every opportunity we can do we can to do that in fact after that special session where we passed the largest income tax cut in the state's history we came back to this most recent legislative session and passed 
passed another tax cut bill that never did make its way through the Missouri Senate. But we, you know, annually, we are always looking at ways to cut taxes. I think when you talk about taxes, you also have to talk about which taxes should be cut. And for me, the Missouri income tax should be eliminated entirely. I don't think we should tax people uh, based on their productivity and their, their personal income. Um, we are unable to compete with states like Texas, Tennessee, Florida, who do not have income taxes. Those are, are deep red states uh, where those economies are very successful. I think part of the reason for that is their income tax. I think we should eliminate it in Missouri. Additionally, we need to get a handle on property taxes. People shouldn't pay, be required to pay their property taxes in perpetuity. That goes for both prop, uh real property and personal property taxes, which are local issues in the state of Missouri. Those are taxed locally and they go to fund local things like education and, and local governments. Um, but the state, I believe, has a role to step in and say, okay, well, we have to manage these and and uh, draw a line somewhere where there has to be some tax relief for those folks on property taxes, particularly around those on fixed incomes, right? So seniors and, and folks who uh, work hard their whole life and they're on retirement, they're on fixed income, but those personal property taxes, those real property taxes just keep coming and they keep increasing. And so we did a little work this last legislative session to try to get a handle on that. I don't think we're quite done with it. I think we need to talk about it again in the next legislative session. So those are my two priorities within the tax reform conversation, eliminating the individual income tax and getting property taxes under control. Now, while you still have one more legislative session to go, you're also out there talking about your campaign for state treasurer. Treasurer seeming to be a great spot for House Budget Chair Scott Fitzpatrick, a former state treasurer, moved on to the auditor role. Talk to us about how that campaign is shaping up. It's going really well. It's kept me busy. It turns out Missouri is a pretty big state after (laughs) all. I've I've (laughs) zigzagged it a couple times already. Uh, been to St. Louis, Kansas City, and all points in between. Obviously, Southwest Missouri several times. I'm getting ready to go over to the Boot Heel to the Delta Days. We're ah, see our field Days in Southeast Missouri there. is one of the best events in the state. Yes, yes, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing our old friend Don Roan. He's over there. He's kind of the 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 king of Southeast Missouri, and so I'm going to go pay homage to him and that whole that whole celebration. And, you know, I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've met with a lot of Missourians, talked to them about the issues that we're working on, have worked on over the years, and just kind of talking about my experience, how I think that uh, being the House Budget Chairman for the last several years makes, you know, makes for a nice transition to the state treasurer's office. As you mentioned, the blueprint being there, Scott Fitzpatrick was named state treasurer and then won an election to do that. Um, and has since, since run again for state auditor. And so here we are, I'm campaigning for state treasurer kind of, again, based on my experience in the house budget. And uh, I think it makes a good fit. And so, yeah, it's going to be, um, a long year, a lot of campaigning and I'm off to a great start, been traveling a lot, look forward to, looking forward to doing more of that. And so far, so good. You know, I, I, Two questions. One, uh, what is it about the treasurer position that interests you? Well, I am, uh, you know, I've developed a real passion for fiscal policy. You know, I think the government is never more intrusive than when it reaches in your wallet, takes your money and spends it on other things that may or may not help you. And there are opportunities to impact fiscal policy in the treasurer's office. I've got a track record of working to save taxpayers money. I've been able to cut taxes. I've been able to use conservative budgeting solutions to eliminate public debt and save taxpayers money. And, uh, and so 
there are opportunities to do that in the state treasurer's office. The state treasurer sits on several different boards overseas. Um, the Missouri Housing Commission, which which issues tax credits, I think there room there's room there for efficiencies, which save taxpayers money. Public Pension Board, where uh, that is one of the state's largest liabilities, the conservative management of that will yield savings to taxpayers over the course of time, and obviously managing the state treasury, making smart decisions, conservative investments, uh, low risk that will uh, keep you know keep the treasury in good shape, save taxpayers money in the long term, and and again, I think my experience as House Budget Chairman kind of informs uh, those, you know, how I would approach those decisions and continuing to push for common sense, conservative fiscal policy in the state treasurer's office and do that at a statewide level. So that's that's my goal. And that's why state treasurer for me. Uh, and then finally, you know, every state treasurer, I swear, breaks the record for the state treasurer before them in unclaimed property return to taxpayers. What's the over-under on what you're going to do if you get elected? Well, I will leave no stone unturned when it comes <laughs> to getting taxpayers' dollars back to them. I, that's a pet peeve of mine. Um, yes, we've seen recent treasurers break the record for getting dollars back, but we've also seen record numbers of taxpayer dollars in the state treasury that need to be unclaimed. The unclaimed property uh, funds are have grown with the over the course of uh, the last several years. And I think a lot of that is to do with revenue growth and, um, and inflation, frankly. So, yeah, I, I would hope to continue that trend and work very hard to return as much money back to taxpayers as possible. It's rightfully theirs. They should have it, not the government. It doesn't do any good sitting in a government, in the government treasury, uh, it should be back in the hands of the taxpayers. You know, one thing I would look to leverage, Elijah, is technology. I thought Scott Fitzpatrick did a really good job of uh, using technology to get the word out, to have people engage in the unclaimed property uh, program and the process of getting those dollars back. And I think that's really the key now in 2023. Technology should be cheap and efficient to use to, to get those dollars back to them. That's that's where I would look for opportunity to continue to get more dollars back in the in the pockets of Missouri taxpayers. Very good, Cody Smith. He is running for state treasurer. He is also the House budget chair and has one more legislative session next year. Cody, if people want to know more about your campaign for treasurer or follow along with the work that you're doing during veto session or the next legislative uh, year in Jefferson City, how do they find out more information or follow you on social media? Yeah, on Twitter, it's Cody4Mo, that's C-O-D-Y, the number 4-M-O. And I, are we calling that X these days? I really don't. I'm confused. By Man, I, I this, still think of it as Twitter. This, I, I do the same thing, and I'll say things like, oh, did they retweet it? And they're like, no, they reposted it. I'm like, oh, you're right. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it will always be Twitter to me. I'm not sure how I'm going to transfer over to X. Yeah, me too. I and the verb, as you mentioned, you know, you're tweeting, you're doing the thing. That's that's what we call it. I feel like you and I are going to have this conversation someday in the future where we were old enough to remember when it was Twitter. <laughs> I will tell you. Us, um, I, I just hope you don't have a Threads account, or maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do. But um, that's Twitter. Uh, Facebook is Cody Formo. It's but it's spelled out F O R M O Cody F O R M O, and then the website is Cody for Missouri, all spelled out Cody for Missouri. And you can go to any of those places, particularly the website, to learn more about me and get in touch with me. And, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate your time today and look forward to hearing from your listeners with any questions or comments. That's Cody Smith. He's from Southwest Missouri. He's running for treasurer. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Elijah.
All right, we've got more to come right after these messages. Don't forget our snake draft today. Picking our all-time favorite voices. That should be a fun one. We'll be right back. A man learns who's there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Because from then rubble, what remains can only be what's true. If all was lost, it's more I've gained Cause it led me back 